The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for the news, tips, techniques, strategies, and advice you need to get on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. This Saturday, the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati and the Greater Dayton Real Estate Investors Association are hosting an all-day seminar in Cincinnati on advanced wholesaling techniques. This class will be taught by yours truly and will include education on how to do more deals, find more buyers, systematize what you do, hire out some of the work that you would just as soon not mess with, and much, much more. You can get more information on that class, which is open to the public, at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's Cincinnati, R-E-I-A.com. Today on Real Life Real Estate Investing, we are going to talk about a topic that a lot of people have heard of, a lot of people are super interested in, but very few folks actually know how to implement in their own businesses, and that is how to get seller financing and specifically zero interest seller financing. My guest today is Chris McClatchy. Chris grew up here in the greater Cincinnati area, but now lives down in the Orlando area. He's been a real estate investor and licensed attorney since 1997, been in Florida since 03, practices in in the legal field, in real estate, and has uh, opened and still owns a number of real estate investment companies and partnerships. He'll be one of the featured speakers at the 2013 Ohio Real Estate Investors Association Convention, which is coming up November 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, uh, sorry, no, 7th, 8th, and 9th, and 10th here in the Cincinnati area, uh, which you will hear a whole lot more about coming up on Real Life Real Estate. But for now, I'd like to welcome by phone our guest, Chris McClatchy. Chris, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Thank you, Vina. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Um, and and glad to have you here because, uh, you know, there's there's folks that you'll hear talk about, oh, I negotiated this great seller finance deal on a house and I got 0% interest and, and they've done it once. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no system. It was sort of something that they just uh stumbled upon uh in the in the process of of doing other deals uh but you sort of have made a a, a system out of it uh you know who who are you looking for what kind of property and so on but before we get into that i want to talk about your path to this point because uh your your bio here says that you've been in real estate since 1997 
uh, that was in some ways a great time to start and in some ways did not prepare us at all for 2007. So what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what did you do before the market crashed? And then how did that lead you to this zero interest financing thing? Absolutely, Bina. You know, I started out, um, you know, in a family. Uh, you know, we lived on the west side of Cincinnati. Um, my father had a, a high school education. He worked two and three jobs in order to put us uh, through school, and he really valued education. And, and so I worked my way uh, up through, uh, you know, an undergrad at Northern Kentucky University, and then I ended up uh, going to law school at Cleveland State. And it was, uh, it was really a, a challenge. And I guess what kind of opened my eyes and thought that there had to be a better way was I saw a lot of the partners uh, in the law firms that I was working for and the hours they were working and the medical problems they were having, and they were sacrificing you know, their lives uh, for the job. And I thought there had to be a better way. And one night on an infomercial, I saw the infamous Carlton Sheets, and I said, I can do that. And that's how I got started in real estate. Okay, and uh, sorry, I, I reached over to grab a piece of note paper and got away from the microphone. Um, so I understand that, like a lot of people, you started out flipping houses. And I did. Go ahead. Yeah, I did. And, you know, one of the reasons was I didn't have a lot of money. Um, you know, I actually was over $100,000 in student loan debt when I first started out uh, because I had to work my way through school and, and things of that nature. So I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, like most people, um, you know, I didn't have uh, the greatest credit at that point. And so uh, I needed to do things creatively. I knew ultimately that I wanted to uh, hold real estate in a portfolio for the passive income. But not having that down payment really, you know, I struggled with that because like anybody at that time, you know, we were trying to do things creatively, but the majority of us, and myself at least, were trying to finance them traditionally through the banks and, and, and mortgage companies. And so I started out uh, flipping houses, but rather than taking the money uh, in and spending the money, I used that money as down payments on fourplexes in the Cincinnati and the Cleveland area. And that's how I really got started. Uh, and, and it worked for, for a while, but as you know, uh, things, things went awry uh, you know, after, after a few years. But um, luckily, we were able to, uh, to, to weather the storm, and uh, we really you know, fought our way through it. And like you know, most investors that do things right, you know, we were able to, uh, to overcome uh, the hurdles. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's exactly how we got started. And, you know, we needed a way to find uh, the money to invest uh, as a down payment on the long-term holds that we used. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that you've lived some more and learned some more... <laughs> Are you still an advocate of going out and getting cash so that you can give it to the bank so that you could commit yourself to a 30-year loan where <laughs> your equity only starts really building at about year 17? That's a loaded question, Rena. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've learned and one of the things that, you know, I teach is that, you know, most people uh, don't invent things. Uh, meaning, what I mean by that is, you know, um, you know, Henry Ford did not invent the automobile, and, and, and he also did not uh, invent the assembly line. That's a misconception most people uh, have. He took the assembly line concept from a different area uh, of manufacturing. 
and applied it to his expertise of automobiles. And that's kind of what happened with us. Um, you know, at the time that the real estate crashed and the market was in the recession and we were having a lot of problems as a country financially, a lot of the automobile deal- dealers started to advertise this 0% financing. And I started to do some calculations and realized that, yes, 0% financing can be great on a $20,000 car. Um, you know, you, the savings can be phenomenal. But what if you applied that concept to houses where there are 100, 200, and when you start getting into apartment buildings, you know, a million dollars? Think of the amount of interest you could save if you could find a way to negotiate 0% seller financing. And we started to play around with that concept a little, Vina. And, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't perfect at first. We made some, you know, made some mistakes. Um, but like anything, we tweaked it as we went along. And you'd be surprised at the number of deals uh, we have done with 0% financing and the amount of money is staggering when we go into the, uh, sam- uh, the examples uh, in depth. Very easy to build equity when 100% of your payment is going toward equity. Simple math, right? (laughs) It's very simple, but what you also don't realize is that in addition to building equity much more quickly uh, and getting these these, uh, houses and apartments paid off sooner, is the amount of money you put into your pocket as a result. And what I mean by that is not only in interest saved, but in uh, gross rents coming in with no debt service on the property over the period of time. And it's, uh, it's really an, an amazing amount of money. In fact, um, if you you'd know, like to go into it now or a little bit later in the program, um, I can show how overpaying by thirty or forty thousand dollars on a property put over uh, two million in my pocket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, first we need to take a quick break, uh, after which we will talk more about Chris's methods for getting 0% owner financing. We'll also take your calls at 877-772-9658. Or if you have questions you'd like to deliver to us via email, go to the website askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Chris McClatchy, and we're talking about uh, his route toward zero interest financing and then actually doing it. Uh, you can give us a call here with any questions you have about this strategy, because I may not remember to ask Chris all the questions that you would like to know the answers to. You can give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658, or you can go to askvina.com and fill in our questionnaire box. While you're there, be sure and click the button that says uh, subscribe to Real Life Real Estate's weekly e-letter. Every week we send out a reminder about the show the topic and a great article by or about our guest or their strategy. Uh, Chris wrote a wonderful article on why you should maybe think about doing long-term holds and flips, uh, which went out to the folks who are subscribed to the e-letter today. And uh, you never have to miss another one. Go to askvina.com. We are going to go to the phones and talk to Jim on line two from Cincinnati. Jim, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Uh, thank you very much, Miss. I apologize. I don't have a, a quest relating to your guest uh, uh, topic. Is that all right? Uh, let's let's find out. <laughs> what What's your question? And it's an honor to be on your program. Thank you. Yes, we uh, bought a second house in which uh, our 
daughter uh, and our grandson living by themselves. And now the city says it's rental property. And we would like to know uh, how can we uh, take care of this situation. It hasn't been rental property for over 40 years. Uh-huh. And this is this is in the city of Cincinnati? City of Norwood. City of Norwood. So I'm guessing they want you to get a rental property license and they want to come and inspect once a year, et cetera, et cetera. That's correct. Okay, so the problem, Jim, is that strictly speaking, it is a rental property because it's in your name, but your daughter lives there. So it's 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 a non-owner occupied property. Okay, there are yeah. some there are some things that you could do uh, if if you're finding this like super bothersome. I mean, one one thing to do is you could just pay for the license and let them inspect or whatever. You know, that's probably the easiest thing. But I understand that that's annoying. Because it's your daughter, right? She's not a tenant. You don't you don't think she should have to go through that. The things that you can do, though, are all going to have uh, implications beyond uh, just doing them. So, do you have a loan on this house? Um, no. Um, the price of the property was so low. We just got a loan, a signature loan from the bank. Okay. Is it your intention that your daughter is going to own this house at some point? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Well, the easy way to make it not a rental property anymore is sign it over to your daughter. Just sign it over. You can you can create a new deed with a $0 transfer and say, I'm giving it to my daughter. Now, the reason I say that that could have implications beyond just the doing it is that it is going to cost you a little bit of money to draw up and record the deed, but it's a little bit. I mean, it's less than what Norwood wants to charge you for that uh, rental license. There could also be tax implications because when you do that, you have effectively gifted her with the value of the property. Now, if you believe the value of the property is fairly low, then that that may not actually um, have any tax effect on her because there is a certain amount that parents can gift to their kids each year without the kids paying taxes on it. I'm going to, yes, there is. I'm going to recommend that you sit down with a knowledgeable tax attorney and pay him for an hour of his time before you go forward with this and get all of the potential, you know, pros and cons uh, hammered down. It's not going to cost a lot of money. And of course, it will in the future save you money on these mandatory inspections and uh, yearly rental licensing. Uh, But the easiest way to make it not a rental property is give it to the person who's living there. Well, thank you very much for your suggestion. We'll follow through on that. Wonderful, Jim. Thank you for calling. And you have a wonderful guest there, too. Yes, he is awesome, isn't he? Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much for your call, Jim. Um, Chris, uh, uh, Jim had been on the line since like before the beginning of the show, so I didn't feel, oh, no <laughs> didn't feel no like problem. I could you know, ignore him anymore. Um, so you started out flipping housing, houses, but you kind of understood right from the beginning that the wealth in real estate isn't from buying and selling, it's from holding. I uh, got into the whole bank thing and discovered like a lot of us do that boy, those loans just do not pay down very fast. You make those payments every month. And, you know, five years later, you look at your balance and you're like, how can I only owe like 3000 less than I did when I started? And I've been making payments of 600 a month for, you know, three years. So you sort of determined from uh, taking, taking a hint from the auto industry who was offering 0% financing that maybe you could go out and ask people 
for zero percent financing. So, so then what? I mean, the, the, were you were you shaking in your boots the first time you said to a seller, "I'll I'll make you payments, but I won't pay you any interest." Well, you know, it, it came uh, actually uh, by accident. There was a gentleman uh, who wanted to sell his single family house. He was moving uh, from Florida to Colorado. And he was just adamant that his house was worth $85,000. And we were showing that the value of the house was somewhere between seventy dollars and $75,000. And so you know, basically it didn't matter to this guy how we structured it. What we did, as long as he got his price, he was happy. And we said the only way that we would go into a negative equity situation is if we got 0% financing to take us out of that negative equity position uh, very quickly. And he said, I don't care how you do it. I want (laughs) $85,000. And we structured it that way. And he was willing to to give us 0% financing and uh, every penny of our payment that we make to him will go strictly to principal, and as a result, within uh, a year or so, we were already in a positive uh, situation as far as equity goes. We were earning a cash flow, and all was great. And so once we had success the first time, we tried it on another seller, and we started to see a pattern, Vina. We started to see where, you know, most people who aren't in the investment industry really focus on one thing and one thing only uh, when determining whether they will accept an offer or not, and that's the price. And I have a phrase that I use that price is almost irrelevant. Uh, Now, I say almost irrelevant because there are times that price does become relevant, uh, but for the most part, uh, we, you know, can structure any deal we would like um, as long as the seller is flexible uh, and it, you know is is stuck on their price, we can negotiate and use the a special wording in our contracts to uh, get them to agree to zero percent financing. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to follow up on the deal you just described because I, I want to get some other numbers on it, but. Uh, before I do, I have to do something that I, I do on this show from time to time, which is is jump in with my own opinion. Um, sellers who say, "I want my price," and don't and don't seem to care about much of anything else, uh, are are folks that you're going to run into from time to time, and I just want to sort of condition listeners that when a seller says. It's about the price. It's about the price. It's about the price. It doesn't matter how they got to that price. It doesn't matter if it's too high. It doesn't matter if, as happened to me once, they calculated the price by adding every bill they had ever paid for the house to what they had paid for the house and saying, that's what I have in it, which is a ridiculous way to look at it. But <laughs> it doesn't matter why they got to that price. If, if they say, I have to get my price your next thought should be what terms will make this work. Absolutely. And one of the things I do and I show is, and, and Vina, you're familiar with the West Side of Cincinnati, what is an average three-bedroom, two-bath, um, you know, rental-grade house in, on the West Side of Cincinnati, say in the Cobedale area, go for these days? Uh, 750 to 800 
Okay, not as a rent, not as a rental oh. price, but as a purchase price. Oh, okay. Um, Covedale area. That house is probably somewhere between a seventy-five and a, maybe a ninety thousand dollar house. Okay, so you, if, let's say Vina, you're you're selling that house for ninety thousand dollars, and I come up to you and I say, Vina, I'll give you a million dollars for that house. What's your initial reaction? <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> exactly, but. They haven't investigated how that million dollars is paid. And I, what I'm going to say is you're excited. You say, yes, I'll take a million dollars. I say, okay, I'm going to pay you a dollar a day for a million days. I just successfully negotiated a $30 uh, a month payment, and you're thrilled because you got a million dollars for that $90,000 property. And I know that's an extreme example, but to show uh, people how price is almost irrelevant, I just overpaid by – 10 times for that property and I'm thrilled about it. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, the, the the joke I always make with folks when I'm talking about how how you can overpay in creative finances if they want a million dollars and they'll take 1 dollar a year for a million years, you're probably going <laughs> to do that, right? No matter how much the house is actually worth. So, um let's go back to this this first deal that you okay. did. $75,000 house, best case scenario. Okay. You're paying eight eighty-five thousand for it. Do you remember what those monthly payments were? Yes, five fifty a month. Okay, so so five fifty a month uh, for for not principal and interest, just principal. There's no interest here. That's correct. Throw yeah. in some throw in some taxes and insurance. Uh, what kind of rent did you get from this property? Um, we're we're currently renting that house for nine hundred a month. Okay, so even with tax and insurance, which I you know, I don't know what they are in Orlando, but um, you're cash flowing. We are. It's not a lot of cash flow. It's fifty, seventy-five, maybe a hundred bucks on a good month, but it's a positive cash flow. But see, one of the things that I'm a firm believer of is you have to negotiate deals based on what your portfolio objective is. And my portfolio objective was is to get these properties free and clear as quickly as possible. Now, could somebody else come in there and negotiate a 350 a month payment or 450 a month payment to have more cash flow? If that was their objective, absolutely. But one of the advantages here, and I told you we made mistakes along the way, and one of the mistakes we made, you know, on this particular deal, Vina, is we only negotiated a five-year balloon on it, meaning at the end of five years we have to pay the balance of the mortgage, which is somewhere around $55,000 or so. Um, we now negotiate at least eight, nine, and ten years out to give us the advantage of time. Um, but even so, with every dollar going to principal, uh, we are in a very positive equity situation and a positive cash flow situation. And as a result, you know, it's a, it's a, it's black in our portfolio, not red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today about getting zero interest mortgages from sellers. If you'd like to join the conversation, tell a story about your own zero interest deal, ask questions about how this works, you can give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658, or you can send an email by going to our email response form at the website askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Very interesting topic today, and that is how to get zero down uh, financing on properties. Uh, my guest today is Chris McClatchy, 
who's going to be talking about this topic at the upcoming Ohio Real Estate Investors Association convention. Please mark your calendars for that, ladies and gentlemen, because by the time we get around to Fall Fund Drive and we're making our offers on that, you know, so many of you go, oh my gosh, I already have plans for that weekend. Your plan needs to be to be in Cincinnati, and we're going to have a way for you to do that and support public radio and real life real estate come September-ish, but put it on your calendar now. It's November 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Just write Cincinnati on November 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then later on you'll understand why you did that. Um, Question here from via email from Dave in Portland, Oregon. He says, I look forward to listening to your interesting real estate show and topics. Can you please put your radio show on podcast or make it available on MP3 for download? I hate missing your program when I'm on the road. Well, David, I have some good news for you, and that is that we are already on podcast. In fact, we have about a 100 archived shows on iTunes under Real Life Real Estate. Now, you have to be a little careful because there's actually two sets of podcasts. If you run across the one that's really old and only has like 20 shows on it, uh, that's not it. Keep looking. There's There's one that gets updated every single solitary week by the nice folks here at WMKV. And uh, you can you can listen to my voice until your heart stops on that podcast. And I have people say, oh, I downloaded all of them and I just I listen to you for 200 solid hours. And that always weirds me out a little bit. But there's some great guests and some great shows. So already there on iTunes. And thank you for listening, David. Uh, Chris, um, I know that listeners are are impressed by the idea that I could, you know, get a zero down loan, I could cash for the property and be paying it off really, really fast. Um, They're also sitting there thinking, but how in the world do you find people who will agree to to zero, zero percent interest loans? Absolutely. You know, I like to keep it very simple, uh, Vina. You know, so many times new investors come in and they don't know what they're doing and they get you know, attracted by that, by that shiny new object or a shiny new spoon. And, and as a result, um, they're kind of paralyzed with information. And my advice to people just beginning, especially people doing what, you know, I'm doing, um, I, I like to call it the loan principle. Um, it's loan with a twist because um, it's, it's L stands for leads. You have to be able to generate leads. And the key to generating the leads um, for this is that you're generating the right kind of leads. And what I mean by that, Vina, is obviously in order for somebody to give owner financing, they have to either own the property free and clear or they have to have a lot of equity in the property. There can be an existing mortgage on the property, but they still have to have a lot of equity. And what I mean by generating the right kind of leads for the type of real estate you're doing is you have to exclude the other kind types of leads. For example, in the type of investing I do, I have no use for REOs or short sales or, or um, you know, houses that uh, have no equity in them. Therefore, getting those types of leads would be irrelevant to my business. So not only do you have to generate leads, you have to generate the right kind of leads. Um, the O stands for offer, but that's actually going to be the third part. That's why I throw it with a twist. We actually do the loan principle in the L-A-O-N format. And A stands for analyze. And you have to analyze the property to make sure you are in a positive cash flow situation. 
I don't care how much equity you build up because you got a 0% interest loan. If you are shelling out a lot of money each month because you're in a negative equity position or a situation, you won't be able to get from point A to point B where that property is um, free and clear. So you have to make sure that you analyze the property properly so that you can have a positive cash flow and take advantage of that instant equity buildup. And don't and, and don't forget that there's expenses on rental properties other than the payment taxes and insurance. I think <laughs> that's the that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest issue I see with people that they're very proud of themselves because they got a zero down, zero percent interest, fully amortizing loan and they've set it up so that their outgoing payment six twenty five a month and their rent is only six fifty a month. And when you say, dude, you're gonna lose money on that every month, they say, No, I'm making twenty five dollars. Yeah, unless I mean assuming nobody ever doesn't pay their rent, it never goes vacant and there's ever repair, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And we actually have a very simple Excel spreadsheet that does exactly that, you know, Vina, is it takes into account, and it's a list of about 20 to 25 items that you have to be aware of could affect the, of the expense of that property. You're absolutely right. Um, the offer is where most, uh, it scares most investors, because you're asking, you're saying, why would the seller accept this? Why would somebody want to do this type of deal? And I get that all the time from perspective um, you know, students. And I say very simply, it's a very simple technique. You word your contracts telling them what they get or what they receive rather than what you're asking for. And I know it's a small little nuance, and I know that we don't really have time to, to get into the exact wording on the program, but if you can take the focus off of what you want and put the focus on what they receive, it puts the contract in a whole new light. And finally, negotiations. It's a very simple uh, technique, and that is give somebody what they want, and the natural human inclination is to give you what you want. If I give somebody their price, they are inclined to give me my terms. And that's really, that's really the basic concept of, of what we do um, in, in finding these types of properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you have learned in the process of, of doing a number of these now is not to set a balloon date that's too early, <laughs> where su- suddenly you have to, you know, five years sounds like a long time when you're first negotiating it, but um, setting a balloon date where in five years you're, you're suddenly going to be looking around going, now how am I going to get $55,000 to to finish paying this thing off. Uh, you've learned to be very careful about calculating what outgoing payment you can make. What other sort of warnings would you give to people about this? Well, a couple of things. Um, you know, again, everything has to be based on your objective. One of the things we have found is that most people are willing to go out about 10 years. That's our standard offer. Uh, we go out about 10 years with our initial offer. You know, we'll, we'll try to cut it to nine or eight, you know, occasionally seven, but seven's about the lowest I would go. Uh, five years, you're really not giving yourself enough time to build up appreciation, to build uh, down the equity as much, uh, and, you know, it's, it, it tends to have a larger balloon payment. Um, when you start giving yourself seven, eight, nine, ten years, you, you would be really amazed at how quickly 
um, that um, that goes down. For a, a quick example, I bought a 14-unit apartment building three years ago. My payment on it is $5,000 a month. It grosses uh, over 8000 so we're, we're cash positive on it. But over a three-year period, we already have $180,000 of equity in that property because of our of just our payments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you start going out seven, eight, nine, ten years, it really becomes amazing um, how quickly you get these properties free and clear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... I will hear people say, or or I even uh, read a a blog online not too long ago that said that uh, doing these zero interest deals with sellers is is taking advantage of unsophisticated sellers who don't understand that they, quote, should be (laughs) getting interest when they they sell a property. And I sort of looked at that and went, I'm sorry, where is that written down? Um, You're now buying these multifamilies from people that one assumes are more sophisticated real estate investor type people because they own multifamilies. These aren't, this isn't some homeowner who just like, I don't know, paid his property way down from, from living there. And their motivation is the same. I just, I need my price. Um, A lot of times. Yes. And you know, um, know, what we do, Vina, is it works on any type of property. I mean, I bought a mobile home this way, and we bought in single-family houses this way. You know, I bought a 24-unit apartment complex for a million dollars this way. It doesn't matter the type of real estate you want to own. You just have to know the techniques. And and the sellers are all different. Um, you know, the seller that we bought the mobile home from, she was just simply a don't want her. She just wanted out of the property. You know, the single-family gentleman, he just wanted his price. And what, you, what we find is a lot of times that the properties we're bidding on or making offers on are, are overpriced, meaning they, they are set in their ways. Um, and, you know, I, I give you a great example. We bought a 12-unit uh, a apartment building. The real estate agent calls me. It's an agent I had a relationship with. He knows how I buy property. He says, Chris, this guy wants $425,000 but he wants 8% interest, and he's adamant about the 8% interest. And I said, okay. I said, uh, Paul, why don't you uh, offer him 425 which is what his asking price was, but do it on my terms, which ended up being 0% interest. He came, Paul came back to me, and he said, no, 425 at 8%. I said, Paul, offer him 450 at 0% interest. <laughs> Paul came back to me, and he says, nope, the guy takes your 450 but he wants 8% interest. <laughs> no, $25,000 worse. And most new investors would stop there. Uh-huh. But I said, Paul, tell the guy I'll give him 475 at 0% interest. And you know what? He took it. Mm-hmm. And, and by overpaying by $50,000, if you run an amortization schedule at 8% interest on four hundred dollars or $425,000, I would have paid over $600,000 of interest over a 30-year period on that property if I had financed it traditionally with interest. But by paying $50,000 more um, than the guy was asking for, I saved myself $600,000 of interest. Furthermore, that property will be free and clear in 10 years, which means I have 20 years of free and clear rent that I would not have otherwise had if the property had a mortgage on it meaning I put about $1.2 million in my pocket by overpaying by $50,000, <laughs> all because he, wanted, he, he was looking at the price, not the terms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My guest today is Chris McClatchy. We're talking about negotiating 0% interest loans, the whys and the hows. We have about 10 minutes left in the program. If you have a question, you can give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send us an email by going to our website at askvina.com. If you're an online shopper and you use Amazon.com, there's a quick and simple way that you can benefit Public Radio WMKV at no cost to you. If you're planning to shop at Amazon, you can go to our WMKV homepage first at WMKVFM.org and click on the Amazon ad or logo on the right side of the page. That will take you directly to Amazon and WMKV gets credit for your purchase you make at that time. You can do the shopping you do anyway, which benefits WMKV without affecting your cost. It's a great way to help WMKV while doing the shopping you'd already be doing. You can find the Amazon.com ad or logo on WMKVFM.org. And thank you for your support. Checking on traffic, we have a uh, disabled tractor trailer in a rough spot. It's North 75, right in the heart of the construction at Mitchell Avenue. So the left lane is blocked. And uh, that's going to make a slow situation even slower. Uh, also, we have an accident forest at Redding, Glenview at Kirby, North 71 at Ridge. And we have an uh, accident Hamilton near Bruce. Your weather forecast from the National Weather Service this evening calls for some showers, maybe some severe thunderstorms tonight, especially around 9 p.m. to about 1 a.m. is the is the time period that the worst stuff could come, but uh, lingering showers continuing all the way into tomorrow morning, 80% chance. Uh, tonight's low 71, tomorrow's high 79. We should get some late-day clearing tomorrow, and then Friday and Saturday both look good with highs around 80 degrees. It's 89 degrees now here at 89.3 WMKV. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Davina Jones-Cox, talking today to Chris McClatchy. Uh, this is a guy that you probably want to hear more from, and you'll have the opportunity to do that come November when he is at the umpteenth annual Ohio Real Estate Investors Association <laughs> Conference here in Cincinnati in November. Um, Chris, in you live in a little bit more of an expensive market than I do. I know you also invest up here in the Cincinnati area as well, but we have absolutely seen properties here that are, are good properties. I mean, they're not, not things that need a zillion dollars worth of work where if you're willing to just accept a true cash flow of 25 to 50 bucks a month after all expenses, you can amortize these loans over five years and completely pay them off. What do you, what do you think of that strategy? Oh, I think it's great. Um, you know, one of one of the things I will tell you about amortizing them straight all the way through, though, is that part of, you know, getting the seller in the right mindset, uh, I believe that you have to have some sort of balloon at the end. Now, I, it doesn't matter to me whether it's a $2,000 balloon, a $5,000 balloon, or a $10,000, but the seller has to be able to justify taking payments over time, and, they, and you give them the justification of it by seeing a large sum of money at the end. So even if you can amortize it all the way through for five years and be completely paid off in five years, 
I would still suggest amortizing it over four and a half years so that you can give them some sort of balloon at the end so they can see a large sum of money in the justification for taking some of those payments over time. But absolutely, I have students, even in our market, I mean, I have one student, he's 34 years old, and he bought a, uh, a property that had two houses on it. It was one property with two houses on it, and he will have that free, no money out of his pocket, negotiated 0% financing, and he will have that property free and clear in four and a half years. And he will, that property, he's 34 years old, by the time he's 38 years old, will pay him for the rest of his life life or until he decides to sell it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great way to get these things free and clear when you can find those, those types of properties. And I wholeheartedly would give up cash flow uh, of making only 25 50 or $75 a month in order to get that free and clear property uh, in, the, in a few years. It, mm-hmm. It's absolutely worth it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just got an email from Matt pointing out that the link, the direct link to our podcast for real life real estate investing is on our Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and look up real life real estate investing radio program, uh, you will see that right at the top of the page, there is a link uh, that says bit.ly backs or bit.ly forward slash REI podcast. And if you click that, it will take you straight to the page with all of the podcasts. Now, Chris, uh, you're an attorney, so the the paperwork part of this probably comes more naturally to you than it might to other people. What are you actually using to secure this agreement? Is it a contract for deed? Is it a mortgage? What are you using? We do. We use a standard uh, uh, Florida contract for the actual contract for the purchase and sale. And then we use a uh, mortgage and a promissory note. So essentially, um, the seller uh, gets a mortgage uh, that gets recorded so they're protected uh, publicly. And they also get a uh, promissory note signed by me and my company as security for that that property. Uh, And we provide that paperwork if the seller would like. However, the sellers sometimes, because we're dealing with some sophisticated sellers um, with some larger properties, um, they have their own attorneys or their own title companies drawing these documents up. And uh, but you know we, as part of uh, my program, as part of what I do, we have samples of all the documents uh, that anybody, any investor would need uh, to to do these types of uh, to do these types of deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question from Dave in Portland. He says, do you use direct mail to free and clear houses, or is there some other way that you market to find offers? And he follows up with, do you recommend a list broker that has free and clear houseless, which, by the way, is not a question we can answer, unfortunately, David, because we can't recommend any particular uh, list broker. But I guess the question to you, Chris, is are you getting that from a list broker, or are you somehow developing it yourself? Uh, two ways. One, we do have ways that we get these uh, properties and, and research these properties through the MLS um, and taking them one step beyond the MLS. But I also have um, a, a software that we use in order to uh, determine uh, if properties are free and clear in certain areas. Absolutely. We have, we have developed our own um, system to not only use the MLS uh, properties, but also uh, to farm certain areas. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this was meant to be a follow-up question because it actually came in before Dave's last question. But uh, Michelle from Youngstown would like to know, at what point do you broach the idea of a zero-interest mortgage with the seller? Is it when they first call you or is it when you meet with them or after you've made the offer? Well, if I find the property in the MLS, I never really even talk to the seller because the, it's all done between the agents. But if I have a independent seller... Uh, that I have found uh, through our system, uh, I use what's called a five-touch approach. I believe that a lot of investors make a mistake that they, they broach the subject, they make offers on the first or second contact. I really believe that you know, people want to do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And in my experience, it takes usually five to seven contacts with a seller to establish that. And we have a specific five-touch approach that we use um, uh, to to kind of um, ease into, and, and I never refer to it as a seller financing or owner financing. I always refer to it as payments over time. It seems to have a, a less of a red flag effect, and it, it, they, it's a justification in their mind um, to, to allow, okay, well, I only have to take a few payments over time, and then that's when, that's how we begin the conversation. Interesting. Interesting. Now, uh, Chris, we have about two minutes left. And I, I want you to address, if you can, in that short period of time briefly, what are you telling people about what to do over the next few months and years as the uh, market is in this bounce and people are starting to think that uh, I can sell my property fast because some hedge fund will come and buy it. And we are seeing an, a, what I believe is a temporary increase in prices. How, what are you telling folks to do in regards to your strategy now? Great question. And I, like you, Veen, I believe that this is a temporary bounce. I don't believe this is going to have a sustained effect. Um, however, what you have to be willing to adjust to the market. If you don't adjust to the market, the market will you know, put you out of business. And one of the things that we're seeing right now is we, for the last two years or so, we've mainly been focusing on properties in the MLS. Um, because there was an abundance of those properties. But as markets heat up and as demand increases, we've had to go, uh, we continue to work the MLS, but we've had to go more towards uh, other forms of marketing, you know, getting using our software to find people with equity, to find people that own their houses free and clear, and then employing you know, certain direct mail marketing techniques, contacting them, um, in, in certain ways, and we, you know, we have a number of different examples of things that we we use. But it, absolutely, you know, when the demand is high, when properties are selling quickly, you have to employ different techniques. And one of the techniques we use, and it's right in line with what um, we do, is we say we'll pay you more than your house is worth. <laughs> and it's a simple line but it gets it done. Very good. Unfortunately, we are out of time. We appreciate you joining us today, Chris, and sharing your experience with zero interest mortgages. Again, you can see more of Chris at the upcoming OREA conference, and you'll get more information about that right here later on. Don't forget this Saturday, the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati hosts an all-day seminar on wholesaling. You can get more information about that at CincinnatiREIA.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing.